0: There's a movement brewing, and that movement is the Me Total Lifestyle.
1: It centers around you keeping your sense of self intact and then gaining clarity of purpose as you age. I'm Carrie.
0: I'm Joe. I'm JM. And we're on a mission to show you how to enjoy friends, fellowship, and life without substance dependence.
1: It's time to discover how you can begin living a Me Total Lifestyle.
2: Right here on the Fuzzy-ish Podcast. Let's go.
0: Welcome to the Fuzzy Ish Podcast, where we explore all aspects of Me Total and the lifestyle that comes along with it and can be unlocked by it. For your reference, Me Total stands for Excellence Through Temperance. And our guests today are none other than your main host, The Crew. You've got Myself, Joe Quattrone, you've got JMG, the one and only, John Mike Guthrie, and you've got Carrie Human, the original crew. We are the rest in peace, and we will be riding through this journey with you through however many hundreds of episodes of this we wind up creating. Uh, Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Joe. Excited. All right. So me total is really what we're talking about here. JM, I know me and you had a lot of conversations a couple months back. When we were trying to hash out what this feeling was that we were getting by having this alcohol-free lifestyle and what it's doing for both of our lives, but I'd love to hear from you a little bit. What's what does Be Total mean to you, and why is it so important in your life, and, and why do you love being here right now talking about
2: it? No, I appreciate it, man. And, you know, it, it actually kind of starts way back in the sense that when I decided to. Uh, to stop having to, to stop drinking. It was actually sort of random. It was, I decided to do a whole 30 diet in September of 2021. And, and I realized, oh shit, I'm going to have to stop drinking and eating ice cream at the same time. And that sounded like a lot. So I decided to give up beers for a, a month longer and prep myself for the ice cream abstaining and, and ended up coming out of the whole 30 diet Dying for some ice cream and and actually okay, not drinking and and here we are five hundred and some days later, still haven't had a an alcoholic drink, and obviously just so grateful for that. but as you guys know, we started to talk about what is this feeling? What is this life that we're living? you know we've all come at staying away from alcohol or abstaining from alcohol from different life directions. We'll talk about that another time, but my thing is sober has such a stigma. The second you say the word sober or sober curious or sobriety, people immediately think you're in the 12 steps or you went through the 12 steps or you almost killed yourself in the car or you hit your wife or any of these things. And the reality is that didn't really fit for me. And so through these conversations with you guys and others, I started to think about what is this life that we're living? What, what do we call? the abstaining from alcohol that each of us are practicing and there just wasn't a, there wasn't any way to sort of really solidify or to, to define that life. And so as you guys know, we went through a long process. Obviously went round and around and talked about the different things that have been considered a component of sobriety or sober curious for the masses to this point and ended up leaning into this teetotalism and Obviously, when you, Joe, when you brought up teetotaler, I had no idea what that was. And what's interesting is talking to different people, there's lots of people that do know who teetotalers are. It's very prominent in really religious sects, both at more of an Orthodox Jewish level. And then when you get into like really in evangelical Christianity, Southern Baptist in particular, there are people that like to say they're a teetotaler. And basically, what that means is they're straight edge. Right? they don't consume any sort of toxin into their body. And obviously, you know, we decide to potentially indulge in, in other things to sort of take the edge off. And so that didn't really fit for us. And I think the thing that really sort of hit for me is we all started to talk about how important relationships are. And the thing that really hit around relationships was there's no way for me to really have the level of empathy that I want to have for you guys as my brothers, but also my wife and my kids and my family and even the colleagues that I work with that from time to time, you don't have the best relationship. You can't have empathy for them, good and bad, if you're not cool with who you are, or at least who you're trying to, who you're trying to be. And so there was this moment where, you and, where we were talking about ourselves and me as a component of that. And, and obviously, we don't want to be selfish selfless is really a big component of, of who at least the three of us are trying to be in our lives. But the reality is we can't have that empathy without starting with ourselves. And so I think, Joe, you were the one that said, well, what if we kind of took a riff on T-Total and called it me-total or mm-hmm. me-totalism? And man, I, if there could be a light bulb at that moment, that hit for me. I know it hit for Carrie too. And what's cool is that's now a few months ago that we sort of started to go down the me-total path, but there's no doubt in my mind and i'd love to hear your guys's perspective that when people start to talk to me about this and i'm able to share the story of me total and watching the light bulb go above their head that this is a real thing that this is the life that we're living and that it really does personify who we want to be as people and the message we want to start to share to this community and ultimately you know i think really help people to understand it's okay to not drink there's a lot of benefits that come from it, and you can still be successful, both from a social and professional perspective, even without alcohol in your body. So just really excited yeah. to finally get going on talking about this outside of our close knit circle.
0: Yeah. So for me, I'm glad you brought up the straight edge thing and the 12-step program, because that's the thing I've definitely been grappling with. Like, I don't feel like I've ever really identified as like, an alcoholic but I've definitely had some medical issues with, with alcohol. Mm. And that's why I had to to cut it out as well as just like different life stage. As a parent, I just don't want to be drunk. I don't want to be hungover. I don't want my kids to see any of that stuff. And then I think more importantly, the more and more me and you talked about it and decided to kind of go on this journey together and, and bring Carrie in on this podcast, because we're all kind of from the same part of the world and we all have very similar kind of career paths and stuff like that. The thing that really stood out to me was there's, not only are there tons of people that are alcohol-free, but tons of very successful people that are alcohol-free. And you wouldn't exactly know it because Hollywood and corporate America don't really put alcohol-free up on a pedestal. Most people, all they know about people that are alcohol-free or sober is just what you see in the movies. They're just people that are designated drivers or they're squares or whatever. And I actually think it's like, You know, I think some of the most successful people out there have a very healthy relationship, like an arm's length relationship with alcohol. And that's what I wanted to tell the stories of. How do we figure Mm -hmm. out a way to shine a light on the fact that alcohol is pretty much one of the most toxic things you can consume and there's a better way to live your life? You know, I think about that statement that we had kind of come out with, like when we first started marshalling our energy around me total, to me, it kind of stands for this idea of excellence through temperance, right? So not necessarily full temperance, like, you know, if you're out there consuming cannabis or you've got other means of like taking an edge off, like as long as it's got more holistic healing properties, I'm all for it. As long as you're actually tempering the way you seek to have psycho, de- psycho reactions or whatever psychedelic reactions, I think that's fine. But I really just like the idea of taking care of yourself and trying to live up to become the best version of yourself that you can be for everyone around you. So that's kind of my testimony if you will as it pertains to me total. But Carrie when JM I wasn't there exactly when JM started filtering some of these messages across the the text message airwaves out to to Portland but what was going on in your mind
1: when you uh started hearing these things. Yeah, I love how you just consolidated the whole thought into excellence through temperance. I really love that. And I feel like when JM first mentioned Total to me, I'm like, what does that even mean? You know, I didn't know what T-Total was, so I didn't really have a reference point. But as he started to dive in a little bit deeper, it, it truly resonated for me in so many ways. And it's funny because I feel like our dynamic, when you think about the alcoholic or someone who's choosing to live an alcohol-free life, I think between the three of us, we literally are like version one, two, and three. Like I think the full extreme is between the three of us and I definitely, yeah, I mean, I wasn't beating my wife or crashing my car, but I was doing just about everything else, you know? So for me, I definitely identified with the traits of an alcoholic, but when I went the path of 12 steps or some of these more traditional sort of recovery paths, I just I didn't feel like I was in the right room because although I knew alcohol was toxic, there was something in my brain and something in my mind that just didn't resonate with the messaging. So I think when I heard Me Total, it was really just a way for me to not only take that power back, but I start thinking about like what is Me Total for me? And for me, Me Hmm. Total is you know my meditation practice. It's something I've been talking about a lot lately. Is you hear a lot of people talk about sobriety. But rarely do you hear about recovery. Like being sober is one thing, but recovery is building that fellowship. It's building community. It's creating new accountability points to really deepen your relationship with your community and with yourself. So for me, when I think about me total, I think about that commitment to not only better myself, but how can I pour back into my community? How can I be a bridge and share my journey of just choosing to have a clearer mind as I'm moving through the world? So for me... I got really excited about the possibilities of taking something that I'll just say this. JM and I were talking and I think at the end of the day there's still a lot of people who don't identify as being alcoholics but are still looking for like a place where they can rest their laurels and I feel like Me Total is it's a movement that I think a lot of people are going to identify with because right now I just feel like there's only extremes and I think there's a way for us to utilize Me Total as a gathering place for people who mm-hmm. are on this journey a lot of the the smart psychologists
0: that you hear or the news outlets out there that you're listening to in relation to what you just said, Carrie, would refer to that relationship with alcohol as the gray area. You don't quite have a twelve step type problem with alcohol, but you know there's something there that you're probably going down a,
1: a little bit of a dangerous slippery slope one hundred percent, yeah, the gray area drinker, I think I did read an article or so the other day, and yeah. To your point, there seems to be a large portion of our population who just sit, sit in that area, so I'm interested I was, in exploring. Yeah, that. I was
0: definitely a gray area drinker. I, for years and years, I ran big, huge beer portfolios for Gary Vaynerchuk over at VaynerMedia. Media. When you live that lifestyle, when you're running a multi million dollar business and your client is in the beer business, you just there's there tends to be beer around you more often than not. <laughs> Could definitely exactly. see that,
2: yeah. I mean, I think. The cool thing is, to your guys, both of your points. The reality is, there's just not a good community to talk about this, right? So, the second you get into a conversation or you're talking to somebody that maybe has noticed some change in in you as a person or the lifestyle that you're living, and what does that mean? You know, what is it? What have you been doing? What is it that you've changed? You know, a lot of what we talked about early on as we started to pull together the thinking of this podcast is what do we center the conversation back on at the end of a 30 minute interview? And I think what we landed on is there's lots of ways that people are able to sustain this alcohol free lifestyle. Right. And it and for some people, and Carrie, you touched on this, some people it's a practice like meditation, or it's a practice even as far as really devout religion, right? So even if they're not teetotalers. There are people that are very faith forward that use that faith and that basis foundation in religion to drive themselves forward to try to be the best person that they can. And maybe not drinking is part of that. There are others that exercise or that are working towards an Iron Man or a triathlon or even just a 10 mile or 5K, doesn't matter, that feel like their health benefits by not drinking give them the best ability to tackle or to achieve. What they've put out as a goal specific to something like that. For others, there's actual products, right? So alcohol-free AF, beer AF, keep talking about that, right? Non-alcoholic beers are for real. They're out there. There's lots of them, dozens of different brands that are pushing alcohol-free beer to the market because there are people like me that just like to have a beer at the end of the day. Doesn't have any effect on me or my mindset, and unfortunately doesn't have the alcohol in it because I would appreciate that alcohol. but at least it gives me the cessation of alcohol on a daily basis or every few day basis if I want to have a beer. and that's a you know that's a big deal. And so the cool thing about MeTotal is it doesn't matter how you're getting there, whether it's a practice, whether it's a product, whether it's some combination of various things, whether you're taking the edge off with Something like THC or some cannabis edible, or even, you know, maybe having a little toke off of a pipe from time to time, or a pharmaceutical for that matter that takes the edge off because there are people that are prescribed these drugs that, you know, use that for the same thing. Reality is we don't care. We want to be all inclusive. This is a world, a community, a place that we want to talk about the benefits of not drinking. And that can be not drinking at all or drinking a little bit less or what have you. Again, there's no specifics or rules to this.
0: One second real quick. Let's just clap it up for the fact that there are hundreds of alternatives to alcohol for for being alcohol free. When I first started to come, you know, basically started to abstain from drinking alcohol, it was like Odul's and that was it, right? Now (laughs) there's hundreds of non-alcoholic beer products. And I'm a beer drinker. I don't drink liquor. I don't drink. I never drink. I never really really was a big liquor drinker. I was never really like a big, I hate wine so going alcohol-free the hardest thing for me was beer and now there's literally dozens if not hundreds of alcohol-free beer products on the market so i'm just gonna lap it up snaps all that
2: yeah i'm here for it i'm here for it, old duels. <laughs> here for it. oh man
0: oh yeah. duels, sharps it sucks gross man i don't like that now i can get my ipas and i can be satisfied so. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's the thing, right? There's, but uh, like Heineken zero is really good. Like I actually think Heineken zero zero might taste better than a real Heineken. And I mean that sincerely. And It's not, me, not, it's not a high bar to hurt all No, him. it's not a <laughs> rest. Right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, I still see a like super, you know, heady, triple IPA, cloudy, hazy, you know, lacto milkshake, any of those things. Like I'm, my mouth is watering, but the reality is to be able to have something that at least cuts that cessation right away is a big deal and something that I think allows people like me that don't necessarily have that practice in my life that kind of centered back to that's the thing that assists. And and that's the cool thing. It can be any combination of of those different aspects of our life. I
0: think also more, more, you know, almost as importantly is that they're making them in a way in which they kind of mask the fact that they even have, that they even are alcohol free. So a lot of it is psychological with people. It's just the fact that they want to have something in their hands when they're around other people. And they don't necessarily want to be drawn for half the hangover afterwards, but they do want to look like they fit in with everybody around them, specifically at a wedding or a holiday party or something like that. So now that there are so many options, and you can find them in so many places, you really, you don't actually feel like you're missing much. You know, I went to a wedding very recently. I went to holiday parties. I went to a holiday party in Chattanooga back in December, and there was 13 non-alcoholic options on the menu at a regular bar, and, and this bar is open to the public at 365, and they have 13 non-alcoholic options that were just like Coke and Pepsi.
1: Okay, yeah, that's pretty impressive. I can appreciate a, I guess you would call it a decaf beer, but I think for me, I don't know if I beer ever A-F, really dog. enjoyed A F <laughs> beer, <A-F. laughs> beer AF. I don't know if I ever truly enjoyed the taste of beer until like much later in life. Like I would just drink to get to the other side of that. My appreciation for beer didn't happen until later on. But one thing that I have appreciated is you've been seeing more of these CBD components like CBD and kombucha, CBD and different beer. And I've really enjoyed that. I think there's just a medicinal component that really does take the edge off for me. It tastes good. And yeah, again, it's just another way for people to take the edge off so it's been cool to just see more introduction of CBD and and other products in these drinks.
2: Have you guys had a chance to like talk to people about MeTotal? Like have you had an opportunity either with a friend or somebody that's a colleague or you know any sort of good stories about how those conversations have gone?
0: I talk about it pretty regularly with a lot of different people. I think they're definitely receptive to it. I'm definitely talking to people that still imbibe, so they haven't necessarily gone on that walk like I have, so I, I don't think they'll fully get it until they do. But I don't think they're very long for drinking in the first place because most of these people are are aging up, they're getting into their late thirties, early forties, so if they're not there yet, they will be soon. But I think everybody it, what it does at least for them is it gives them some understanding of why I'm doing it, right like. It allows me to kind of have an open and honest dialogue and have people not feel sorry for me. You know, the last thing I want anybody to do is feel sorry for me and think that I'm, you know, less of a person than I was when I was drinking, because that's not the case at all. I'm more of a person than I was when I was drinking. And I think by explaining what MeTotal is, it allows them to understand that, hey, there's more important things to me like my faith and my children and my wife that I'm going to focus on right now and I'm going to take alcohol and I'm going to put it over here. And mm. I'm not necessarily going to destroy people if that's what they choose to do in their life. I mean, my wife still drinks, you know, a lot of my friends still drink and that's their choice and I'm, I'm supportive of them. And whenever they do want to decide to go, go in a little bit of a different direction, I'm here to, to help support.
1: Yeah, and, no, thanks for... Yeah, th- thanks for sharing that. The o- the only thing I was going to say is Jm you asked, you know, what have people said and yep. I think the biggest thing kind of going back to sobriety versus recovery, when I talk about me total, people light up because it sounds to them like light we're up. trying That's to yeah, we're trying to build a, we're building a community, like we're yes. building a space where people can really highlight and show that yo, because I'm choosing alcohol free, like you said, yes. Joe, it doesn't mean you have to feel sorry for me like life is better because yes. I made this decision and I think as you have more people showing that you can live a life without alcohol and still have fun and still really thrive. I mean, like if the, I don't want to say any names, but if there were big celebrities who were, instead of promoting big alcohol companies and they started promoting just products that really have a holistic impact on your body, I just feel like you would really see a shift in the dialogue around like, Mm. like people go out to drink, like they go Mm. out to drink, you know, like what if we went out to like, I, I don't know, I, I guess I try to imagine like the Super Bowl without alcohol. Like mm. I think for some people it's, it's not even a thought. And again, it's not that we're saying don't drink alcohol, but in my mind I'm like, what, if, what would reality be like if people could go to something like the Super Bowl and not feel like they had to literally drink 25 beers to enjoy the right. game, you, you know? Yeah, I've been so to the, the Super Bowl the, the, and I probably consumed about 15 beers at the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Right. I haven't been to the Super Bowl, but I've watched it and but I know for sure I've had that many beers. Yeah, I mean, so the reason that I asked this is because... I have been
2: observing the people that I'm talking to about just my life, right? So my, people will ask, especially with some of the success that's happening on the career side, people are just asking how things are going and are interested to, to sort of understand better. Are there things that you've been doing? Are, are there ways that I can be thinking about my life, both personally and professionally? And the reality is going back to the sober thing. If I just said, Oh, I'm sober immediately They're like, Oh, I'm out. Right? Like I, I'm not here for that. Like I'm here for the 25 beers at the Super Bowl. I'm here for the glass of wine with my wife when I get home. I'm here for the neat martini that still has the ice in it, and all those things are. I, I'm here for that too, by the way. But we'll come back to that. But the reality <laughs> is, the ability to talk about. Well, I made these. I made some personal decisions because of the relationships in my life, starting at home, that I needed to. That I needed to achieve a better connection around, and realized that. Drinking had been something that, you know, that I that did have to, to Joe's point control of me. So you start talking about, so I've started this brand and we're working towards this product. And now I've got my friends and my brothers from like early on in my life. And we're talking about what it's been like to not drink or be a, a alcohol abstaining. And then we hired a producer and he challenged us to bring some sort of central aspect of this conversation to our podcast, which is the product or practice that people, you know, use to be able to achieve the day over day of abstaining from alcohol. And then he said, what's the mantra? And we went through this whole process and we talked all about it. And there was just really nothing, which is so exciting. Think about that. Just all the content and all the concentration and all the different things that are going on in this world that you were just consumed by and just getting hit by from every direction. There is nobody out there talking about this in a way that is inclusive, in a way that allows people to be real to themselves and to this community about where they're at. Nobody's here to judge you. Nobody's here to say we're better because we're not drinking. Nobody's here to say Joe's is not as cool in this community because he had gout and had to do it from a health reason versus our boy, Kerry, who's Mike Tyson heavyweight and needed to just put it down or in me, wherever I am in the middle. This is inclusive. This is about a world that we believe is going to have less alcohol in it, and we want to create a community where it's comfortable to talk about it. And so the reason I say all this is every conversation I get in with the woman who works at the front of this office building, with the friends that I have through my kids' baseball and other sports, the people that I work with at Authentic, the people that I see on a daily basis in the various aspects of my community. When we start talking about this, they light up, Carrie. just like you said. It's like, oh my gosh, there is another option. There is a place that I could potentially go to to feel comfort and solace in the fact that maybe I'm questioning alcohol myself, but don't feel like there's a place to talk about. Think about that. Think Mm. about the responsibility of that. And think about just the amazement of the fact that there is no other place that's really pushing this type of conversation and this type of community to help people, this, if he this thinks, is if, this is what we're here for, right? If you think we, about we, it,
0: Jam, like think about Straight Edge. You mentioned that up the top of the conversation. Those people, and you got to love them as well because they were living a meat total lifestyle. But the way they chose to project that was with an X on the hand. And to me, what that signifies huh. is, don't talk to me. Right. So I'm self-selecting. I'm out of this conversation. These are my people over here. I think the conversation needs to be much more of instead of an X, more of a circle. It's do talk to me, do come Mm. and ask me what my life is about, because this is a life that is admirable. And this is a life that should be exalted, if you will. Like, I I think Mm. more people should strive to live a life like this, not, hey, I'm over here in this club and I'm just hanging out with my buddies. We do this and you don't. So unless you plan on coming over here and doing this, then I don't want to talk to you. I think mm. we inherently should pick up the baton and try to talk to people about it because, you know, the thing that kind of drives me a little bit is now the more and more I research the the science behind alcohol, the more and more I'm like, damn, how did we ever get ourselves to the point where we let society? You know, to me, it feels more like tobacco. You know, like mm. I, I don't know if this is something that's going to be sustainable for another fifty years. You know, mm. so I want to have as many conversations as I can with people and just offer up the alternative in a very positive and uplifting way.
2: Yeah. And I'll I'll be honest. I think that's right. I think that the difference is alcohol is in all aspects and facets and it's not, it doesn't have like the direct tie to cancer the way that cigarettes did. And there's a million things we can talk about that. And the reason I say all that is that's great. And I'm excited to be part of that too. But for me, this is about helping people to feel the way that I feel. 500 in some days later. I had no idea that you could feel the way that I do without alcohol. I didn't. I thought that was part of my life. I thought that going and having a drink after work with my colleagues was the right thing to do. I thought that when I took a client to dinner, having a martini and a couple of glasses of wine, that was the real deal. That's how all you know professional people act and behave. And that's what success really looks like. And guess what? It doesn't. Like It's cool. I'm here to support people that that want to continue to practice that lifestyle and, and consume alcohol in the ways that they do. God bless them. And I hope for their, I hope the best to them as well. What I'm here to do is say, there is really another world to this. There is another reality and it is something that can truly make you feel the best you ever have personally and professionally because of that conviction. And because of the fact that it really does have an impact on, on your DNA, just the way that you're made up on a daily basis. It's a chemical or, and there's, think a, about there's it this way. And like, a reaction.
0: It may not have the same effect as like a, a tobacco does and, and a linkage to something like cancer. Although I would say that's not exactly true because people back in the day used to die of liver disease all the time. It just so happens that doctors have been consulting you out of alcohol more and more. And then over time, people age out of alcohol more and stop drinking it. They, they aren't dying from it as much. But the thing that I think is most... Impression about this is that you may not die because of alcohol, but if you don't get it under control, you're going to have way more regrets in life than you should. And every old person I talk to, every cliche you ever see is one of the last things you want to have hanging over your head before you leave this earth is a ton of regret. And Mm. and so that's one thing that I would espouse to as many people as possible. If there's things that matter to you in life, don't let alcohol ruin those. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Ahead, I just Gary. want to piggyback. You you both yeah. have just said a lot of really great things, but Joe, you said something just a couple ticks back where you're talking about the straight edge community and the uh, the X's on the hands. I went through a phase for about a month in my mm-hmm. youth where I was like, I'm going to be straight edge. I'm done with all this stuff, and I put these X's on my hands. And it was interesting because there were people I was around, and it was a pretty hardcore environment. And like I kind of compare it to someone who may be, let's say, like a you know, maybe a hardcore vegan or just someone who's who's taking this alternative path. And what I found sometimes in these communities is, again, the intention is in the right place. Like they're trying to better themselves. They're trying to tap into the the best version of themselves. But I think sometimes through that process, people really do start to isolate and create this sort of superiority complex to where it's like, I don't eat meat. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. I am legitimately better than you because I don't do Mm, these things. Exactly. What's really powerful about this Me Total community and this movement is back to your point, JM, uh, inclusivity is huge. You know, you yes. think about, I'm not gonna talk about any particular religious leaders, but you know, if you think about some of the leaders or prophets in the past, like those people truly did create a space for everyone to walk in, to be who they are. And I think just with me total, us choosing not to drink alcohol doesn't mean in any way, shape, or form that. We, we're trying to demonize people who drink alcohol. Like we can't sit that's at a table exactly with right. family members and pour a glass of wine for them if that's what they want to do. That's
2: right. So when we start talking about the data, I think that's all going to prove itself. But here, this is about not, this is about, we're here to show you there's a community that cares. There's a place that you can talk about it. There's a place that you can be a little bit vulnerable about the questions that you have specific to your consumption for whatever reasons those are. And we're going to support you. And we want to provide you a platform to understand and learn from other people that have been in this path for a long time and haven't had a good way to tie it back either from a mantra perspective, right? Because the reality is, as I think about these last two years, one of the things that really comes to mind specific to what Joe just mentioned in regards to showing up for the people that you care about, I got three kids, eight, five, and three years old at a really vulnerable age where they are looking to their parents for the model of who they're going to be next. And that's a huge responsibility. And, I, and we could go down a real tangent on this. I believe that's what we're on this earth for, right? Is to be people that support the next generation of people, whether we're fortunate enough to have them as our own or we're supporting them from a mentorship perspective or if we're supporting them from some sort of you know, stepfather perspective, doesn't matter. Reality is our job is to make those people better than we are. And that starts by being the best model that we can be. And part of being the best model is that you are there. You are present. You are 100% in it at all times. And guess what? I was not in it. I was drunk. I was flustered. I would get like a weird temper and want to even feel like physical towards my children. There's a bunch of things that I could tell you about that even just a couple of beers put me on the tilt of. And the biggest thing is I didn't remember. There would be things I would just forget. There would be meaningful conversations with my kids that I wouldn't even remember and they would bring them up and it killed me to not be able to remember exactly what we had talked about. Guess what? Two years of this, I remember everything. (laughs) And that has benefits across the board that has benefits in keeping myself showing up for the things that matter, like moving my body 20 minutes a day and trying to eat fairly well and on and obviously not having a drink today. But man, does it matter? My kids are seeing it. They are recognizing it. There is a different level of relationship and conversation that we have. And they are telling other people without me even making it a big deal about non out, you know, out beer AF. My dad doesn't drink real beer. He drinks fake beer. Like these are all things that like really matter and and that are just happening organically. And it's because of the community that I have, which has really been the two of you to talk about this over two years and some other people that have been great mentors, but man, it has made the biggest fucking difference. I'm a better person. I can say that with 100% conviction and no doubt in my mind and no sort of skeleton in the closet that's keeping me from feeling like I'm really showing up with 100% today, just like I did yesterday. And some of them are better than others. But as long as I stick to my, my mindset of making today better than yesterday, things are moving along and the good things continue to sort of come from the decisions that we're making as a group.
0: that's a good Mm. point. And for the listeners out there, J.M., why don't we just kind of do a little bit of a roll call on how many days or years each of us has been alcohol-free, just to kind of ground everybody and what perspectives we're coming from. Because I think, you know, Carrie did mention earlier in the show that there is a spectrum represented here, which I think people will start to get a a reflection on once they see how long we've been abstaining. So, J.M., how long have you been alcohol-free?
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm like 540 days or something. It was August it's 20 something, 2021 coming up on two years. A guy I talked to on a monthly, on a weekly basis said after when I hit a year, like, congratulations, but now you got the rest of your life. And it <laughs> it continued. It's that was so true because I was fighting towards that one year and now it's the rest of my life. And as cliche as it sounds and, and as aligned to even the 12 steps as it sounds, it really is a one day process you focus on each day, you focus on doing better the next. And, and so far, so good. Pumped about the, the two of you being part of this journey with me because certainly it's been an incredible inspiration and fortunate, as I mentioned, to have you know, a number of people in my life too that have stopped drinking for a bunch of reasons for a long time, You know, some people 20 years, and talk about just the benefits that it's had for them. Those experiences are invaluable and keep me hungry to keep going. Cool. That's I'll go, go next. Was this, a. The next Congrats, on the really. ladder,
0: I guess you could say, and I'll be celebrating five years. You this. are the
2: lightweight, though. We already and the lightweight. You so probably wasn't yeah. as far. How, how, many how many days is
0: that? Featherweight is that, Joe? Featherweight. Uh, Joe. Five years. Three hundred sixty We're probably talking about like what is it? Three hundred sixty-five times five. I don't know. I'm bad at math. Somewhere near two thousand sixteen something. I think it's more that because you got sixty-five times five, also, so you're close to two thousand, I think. But anyway, so yeah, five years almost, and I don't—I actually don't miss it at all, one bit. At you know, there's nothing I can't do now that I could do back then. If anything, there's just more capacity, more capability, more fun, more social engineering, more everything. That's why it's a me total. That's why it's a total thing. It's a plus feeling. It's not a negative feeling at all. And, think, uh, about,
2: think about that for a second, what you just said. Imagine if you could quantify the amount of time that you've taken back by not consuming something that literally inebriated your brain. Think about yeah. that. Over those many years, how many minutes, hours, potentially days you have gotten back to be a productive person in your personal wellness in society. That's pretty fucking crazy, right? I mean, it's amazing. And that's the number one reason why I did it, because I'm, I'm a person that's pretty aggro
0: about being productive. So <laughs> I don't like things that make me unproductive. <laughs> so I'm probably like mid tier on the ladder. I was definitely the lightweight of the crew, but I was definitely st- just to, 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 to ground everything. Even though I was a lightweight, I was still in a gray area consumer of alcohol. I was definitely heading down a pathway that was not sustainable. Carrie, you are the granddaddy of them all. How long have you been <laughs> alcohol free?
1: Carrie, <laughs> you, man. Mm. Um, That's it's just inspiring to hear. The heavyweight, hear man. Share. Mike Tyson, um, here he is. I had my last drink December 26, 2011. So that was uh, 4,070 days ago. And the only thing I'll say about that is to what you were saying, JM. That's um, a minute. Our, it's a couple minutes, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember growing up, like not really seeing a lot of positive examples of people consuming alcohol down the long run. And I know how I was raised, like, I love my family, but there, there definitely was some toxicity that just came from alcohol influence. And I think for me, like at 29, like something in my brain just shifted where it's like, yo, like what kind of parent do you want to be? Like, how do you want to show up? Like, what's your legacy going to be in? At the end of the day, like if you can find a way to transcend alcohol, like you're gonna add so much more time to your life. So making that decision, it was tough. It was really tough. But yeah, 11 years later, I have nothing but gratitude. And mm-hmm. by far, still, when people ask me, what are you most proud of in life? I just say recovery, sobriety. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I've done a lot of things, and that is the thing. Isn't that, that crazy,
2: <laughs> though? And like that's the, and even that's like the, that's the outlier. Right. That's mm-hmm. the thing that people aren't most proud of because they're not able to even do it. And I think that's the thing that even from some people that were probably my biggest doubters or naysayers through this process, mm-hmm. they say, you know, Zach Casagrande, big part of our group and a guy that comes from the rest in sort of origin, like the rest of us, he, he said, you know, you were already a good dude. Way, way back for your whole life, you've been a good dude. But man, these two years, you're not only a good dude, but now you've been able to do what 99.99999% of people, including me, are unable to do. And that's that's prolific, right? Like Mm. that's the reality. This is not easy. And so Mm. that's not a suggestion at all. The suggestion is here is a group of people and here is a platform for us all to get a little bit vulnerable about what that really means because of the way that society makes this just a known commodity and part of this world that hey maybe there's a maybe there's a better way and maybe there's a way to think about it differently than the twelve steps that feels more inclusive
0: because uh, I'm here for it. interesting because a lot I think where Zach is going with that statement is is very real to me because. I think a lot of people spend uh, their entire life trying to figure out how to give back to society Mm. in a way that's authentic to them and Mm. never find out a way to do it. You know, like maybe they're not people that are overly religious, so they don't want to volunteer in that way. Maybe they're not people that are big into philanthropy or don't know what kind of philanthropy to get into, so they don't get into it that way. But with this, we've stumbled across something that's so core to our essence that we can do every day. And it's, I think it's just a incumbent upon us to take technology into account and take vo- our potential voice in, in a movement like this to help as many people as humanly possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, isn't mm-hmm. le- Carrie said legacy? Like, what a cool word, right? And legacy can mean logo. a lot of things for a lot of people and be different in a lot of capacities. And the kids part I mentioned earlier is certainly part of that to some degree. But legacy is actually leaving the world in a better place, right? Not just the people that are directly tied to us. And that's a huge responsibility that I think we've found our way into this position to really impact the world in a way that is, is looking for it. As I mentioned, there's just not a lot being talked about specific to the life that you can live without alcohol as part of it.
0: I, I fully expect a hundred years from now the history books to say, "Yeah, once upon a time, human civilization did consume things like tobacco and alcohol, but with things like the Beat Total movement, that kind of stamped all of that out and and ushered a new era of human civilization to the forefront."
2: <laughs> yeah, a-, a more natural way to have this feeling, right? Exactly. A more natural way to feel. The way that people are trying to feel both through mindset, as well as, you know, if there's other substances that you choose to consume, you know, we're not here to judge you on that either. We're here to support you.
0: All right. Any last parting sentiments before we wrap up this episode, gents? I'll
1: just say I'm super stoked to be on this -total, total journey with myself. With you all and with with the uh, the listeners, so yeah, really oh, yeah. I'm excited to be on this. Right this with you journey is
0: the the we total journey.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I like that. We total. All right, we
2: total. All right. Yeah, all right, no, cool. I just I'm I'm super excited to be just able to talk about something that I feel so passionately about in an open and vulnerable fashion, and you know I'm hopeful that we can create a community and a foundation for people to feel comfortable to talk about something that doesn't necessarily feel comfortable today, going back to that sober stigma and other things we've talked about today. And if we do that, we've really made a difference and we've had success and whatever comes from that, obviously we look forward to, but also really kind of are able to quantify the responsibility of that to some degree too, because this is a heavy topic that we're stepping into.
0: All right, folks. It's come to be that time in the show where we talk about me total in a, a completely different direction, and because this contingent of folks is really into the feet heat of it all, what's going on uh, in the heat. lower hemisphere of our bodies. Now we're going to do a, a, a sneaker check, and we're going to talk about that all important encompassing thing that drives most of this cruise, you know, me total lifestyle. So on my feet today, we are featuring the new balance, 2002 R's in the gray on gray. And I'm a very big fan of new balances in general. And I, I definitely appreciate a wide shoe because I think it lets my me total flag fly a little bit higher. So, J.M., what is riding on your feet today?
2: What is riding on my feet today are some dunks, SBs, kind of a Dodger nice. blue. And how did those uh, dunks
0: make you feel like you're living well, on the Well, I mean, we've talked about this,
2: or we will talk about this some more. When I stopped drinking, buying shoes was a big part of what I was up to. So, yeah, I mean... Shoes are my thing. I I love Nike in particular, so you'll find some Jays or some Nike Dunks on my feet most of the time. Check, I've got a couple checks of Stripes ones. Yeah, checks nice. over Stripes, no doubt.
0: Carrie, what's, what's riding
1: on your feet these days, or at least for this episode? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the old home office, so I had to yeah, grab my shoes. Pair of my <laughs> yeah, but I just I got out of the gym. I I got these the Noble Noble. Yeah. I, I, I hear it's a CrossFit shoe. I don't do much CrossFit, but they're really good to me in the gym. And I really like the, the color palette. People yeah, do a lot of cool the- like matchy patterns <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, I love that.
0: I really feel uh, connected with the, uh, the floral motif you've got going on in the head. That does it for this edition of Feet Heat Meets Me Total. And thanks for joining this episode of the Fuzzy-ish Podcast. It's our pleasure to bring you insights from our walk with Me Total, And we'd love to hear your stories. Feel free, if you're on YouTube, to go ahead and subscribe and click that little bell so you can actually receive notifications from us. And if you're consuming this podcast from any of the major podcast platforms, go ahead and subscribe. And we'd love to hear a rating and review from you at some point. Until next time, I'm Joe Patron, see you later.